all right good evening ladies and gentlemen i am so excited to be here uh, i want to thank the organizer for putting up such a great event he had to inform me like last year about it uh, and i'm happy that i can um be here all right um i hope that at the end of the um class that our minds will come up to a place where we can precipitate thoughts at a frequency that changes things because you see to provide solutions to problems there's a level of thought um, processing that you need to have come up to and doesn't really take much to get there it just takes a little bit of deep thoughts and so i would like to share some thoughts deeply so and i I, you know hope that you do not just listen and as many classes are that i have been a part of um just listen and hum and ha and be like oh word no i i hope that you really think deeply on the concepts i'll be sharing um i will not really go into how to structure a plan i think that one has been exhausted but we'll talk about the real thing that really affects every plan and every plot and every structure that you would build in life and i think that if you can get that together um that can work and i would use the perspective of um or the perspective that i'm talking to young nigerians and that is that's the context by which i'll be building my talk so if you take what i'm saying and probably you want to apply it to somebody living in london there are parts of it that might not suffice it would only be contextual or it would only be sensible for people who dwell in our terrain so um, this is my introductory um, voice note <laughs> all right so let's have fun all right let's get right into it now i i, I know in the time past you've heard people say things like plot the next 10 years of your life i used to say that to plot the next 20 years of your life plot the next 50 years of your life but i think um, what coronavirus has taught us is that there are some dynamics that are you know beyond our control um, there's some statistics and some variables that do affect us in ways that are beyond what we can control and it's, it's just wisdom to know the things you can control and the things you cannot the truth is that you cannot ultimately determine all of the variables that happen in the future because you're not the only person living in this world um, some for, for some reasons um, so for some scientific reasons nature has a mind of its own and so um, a natural disaster can come and destroy things that people have been building for years and alter the plans as you've had them in your head and so um, there are variables that are beyond you but there's something you can do you might not be able to control the um, issues around you might not be able to control the external factors and sometimes the internal factors like your biology like aging like um, you know biology you you might just be able to maintain for a while but you, you, you ultimately might not be able to boycott but there's something you can do you can ultimately determine your outcome that is your own reaction to whatever thing life throws at you and i think that's what is very you know important in in building a blueprint to life so rather than wanting to plot 10 years of your life 50 years of your life 30 years of your life why don't you plot milestones milestones are achievements that no matter what happens around you that achievement can happen possibly so 
And that's what we're discussing in Blueprints. We're not trying to plot the next five or 10 or 20 years of your life, no. We're just trying to plot milestones, achievements. All right? And, and I, I realize the first thing, the first part of every project, the first piece of the puzzle to put, to put perfectly is always you. And I've said this and I'll keep on saying it. It is not about the sword. It's not about the arrow. It's about the swordsman. It's about the archer. It's not about the skill. Yes, I know you've heard in time past, go and learn a skill, go and learn a skill. But you see, how many thousand graphic designers do we have out there that have the skill of graphic design? But how many of them produce work that is worth um, paying maybe 50,000 naira for, 200,000 naira for, 300,000 or 1 million? There are few of them. Why? It is not about the graphic design skill. It is about how the person utilizes that skill to solve a problem. So we have to come back to personal growth. That is the most important piece of the puzzle because you see, you respond to the world as you are. It is what you have inside that you will produce. It's not what is in your hand. How well you use what is in your hand is how much you have on your inside. And, and that's the truth. So if you are not loaded, let me say like my mentor say, you will not be needed. And it is not the load on the outside I'm talking about now, the skill and all that. It is the load on the inside. All right. So a, allow me to go spiritual. A man of faith can take water and it turns to wine and it's not because he's holding something in his hand it's because of what's inside another man can take aprons and give it to people and people will be healed of their disease it is not because of the apron it's because of what is inside the man and so if you are not building capacity the skill is also limited if you take a man of capacity and put him in any area of life he can thrive mm -hmm. he can so the first step to really determining what happens or how you turn out at the end of every stage of life is to first determine how much you've learned. I used to say this, I used to say we might not really know the questions life will throw at us. We might not really know them. We, we might not know that tomorrow probably we'll get home and there's a news that, all right, somebody that we love who is the breadwinner of the family is dead. We might not know that um, probably tomorrow we'll, we'll get news that uh, in Nigeria now your school certificate is useless and that's the only thing that you had hope on, you know, using to get a job. You might not know that probably tomorrow the government will say, you know what, nobody would be able to use computers in Nigeria. You might not know what variable life will throw at you but the thing is that you can train yourself on how to answer. So you might not know what life is asking you, but you can find out how to answer those questions. And really, that talks about personal building. You have to build yourself in such a way that you have certain core skills. They're core skills, right? Your work ethic, your attitude to work. If you're a lazy person, the truth of the matter is that you will not be able to achieve as much as you want to laziness and idleness are two different things idleness is that you're 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 inactive laziness is you are doing the wrong activity all right so you're meant to be reading but you're not just going to read you just don't like work but it's not like you are inactive you are doing other things all right so of course lazy people will be idle but idleness is not primarily laziness so the first place to start with is building your mind and, and that comes to information all right how is a person creative? What is creativity? Let me let me explain quickly. Now, creativity is simply your brain taking the tools available in its environment to form new ideas or concepts. If you break down every creative idea, 
every single one of it to the to, to the minuscule particles there if you break it down you'll find out that every particle there in the so-called creative idea looks the same like everything that is around let me explain <clears throat> you look at a logo what forms a logo words shapes right basically color let's put it like that what shapes and color all right now the basic colors we have on the earth they're just basic okay they are basic shapes we have on the earth. in fact science of course knows that there are an infinite way matter can restructure itself and combine form new structures if you study biochemistry or chemistry or you studied physics or, or or any of the science fields that looks at atoms and their structures you understand what i'm saying there's a finite um it's not it's not infinite it's, it's limited there's a limited way nature can form okay so because of that limitation you have limited resources but you see how those elements combine is the creativity how you take blue red and yellow and you combine them together is the creativity so a creative person really is just working with tools around them the things they feed their mind with if you want to see somebody who's going to be creative with music you look at somebody who's going to be reading and listening to a lot of musical material what is he doing he's feeding his mind with the kind of material he wants his brain to be able to blend together okay now if of course you you cannot expect somebody who's a tailor in utu to produce um, um material clothes or clothing that is of standards like uh, Louis Vuitton or uh, maybe Versace <laughs> or, or one of those you know international designers or probably even a Nigerian designer that is very exposed why because his vision will be as rich as his exposure it is as far as he thinks he knows that his brain can combine if he begins to expose his mind to quality designers to people who do not just design for the local people but design for international brands he will see that his perspective to the world will change He'll begin to see that ah, these things you are doing can only work for where you are. If you're going to go beyond where you are, then the things you're doing won't work. So the first place to always start with is your mind. And that's how creativity works. You want to be a good writer, read good books. You want to be a good singer, hear good music. You want to be a good speaker, listen to good people speak. You will be able to precipitate those thoughts together to form yours. So really, in you know, even biologically speaking, Yes, our thumbprints are different, you know, the, the way our, our earlobes are structured and all that. But if you break down all those things to subatomic particles, we're all made up of the same atomic particles. So our uniqueness really is just in combination and not in, in its materials or core materials. And so that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say it's not about the skill. The skill is just made up of basic core things. Okay, you want to be, you want to be a writer. Okay go and read good books or 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 rather let me not say go and read you want to be a writer go and learn how to string words together learn proper grammar learn how to write a story and then you're a writer but you see you want to be a creative writer that one is only possible if you're exposed to powerful stories and you saw how those authors were able to string those stories together to form a narrative if you are exposed to that kind of content on a regular basis, when it is turned for you to deliver your own content, your brain will have something to work with. That is what creativity is called. And that's how creativity is formed. 
so if you want to build your mind you have to expose yourself to the kind and the level of frequency you want to be thinking at because if you stay around too long you'll catch it mm -hmm. yeah. you'll catch it that's the first thing you need to learn you cannot even build a structure you can't build anything if your mind is still mundane you will produce that mundanity that um, cliche you produce that 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 banality the ordinariness of how your mind is so the first place to really start with is your head fix that expose yourself build yourself and that's why you see people who take for granted self-building classes classes that expose your mind classes that show you areas in your skill or in your career in your chosen field that you have not seen and advancements you've not seen People who neglect those kind of things are shooting themselves in the legs. Let me even say this. If you're building your life around, I posted on my status a few days ago, I said if you're building your life around academics in Nigeria, you will see that the COVID-19 lockdown right, has already shown you how weak that is. The quarantine has made it possible for you to know that you're wasting your time. How many of you were able to use the things that you studied in school at home to make money and make, you know, save your family's life? There's very few of us, right? And that's simply because whatever it is we're learning now uh, uh, are things that could only work, you know, 20 years ago. Our Nigerian education is successfully educating us for the past and not the future. And so for you to survive in the future that is coming, you must then look forward and see two things, trends and risks. Trends are the things that are raining now. You know, when you look at a trend, you know, okay, this is what is going to happen because every trend that comes has a consequence. When I'm talking about trend, some people are thinking about silhouette challenge on TikTok. No, <laughs> right? What I mean trend, I'm saying in human behavior broadly. You begin to study how our behavior of buying is, how our behavior of selling, human psychology, how have we changed? Once you begin to look at all those trends, you will look at the consequence of that trend. That's risk now, all right? So if people have learned now to not save, if the world has changed from saving to spending, what will be the consequence of that action? Once you know that, you will know the problems that will exist in the future and you begin to create solutions for them. So build yourself, all right? Let me leave that and move on to the next point I have. Um, no, point number two is to you know why building, you, you don't want to, like I said earlier, and you, you want to build with milestones, all right? So the question will be, how do you build with milestones? What are milestones, right? Milestones are formed with the overall vision of yourself. And that's the truth. Let me say this about your vision. Anybody who creates a vision that is tied to something that is not eternal, something ephemeral, that vision will quickly lead him to a quick stop. The glory really is not always in the destination. The glory is in how you form before you get to the destination because that's really it. That is really living, okay? So let us look at the grave. If you go to the grave, you see a beginning and a destination. Born 1991, died 2025. So you see there is beginning and then end. But you, you know, you don't count the destination. You don't count 2025 as anything. You look at what happened in between 2000, 1991 and 2025. That in between is what is called living your life. All right. So what really matters is not the destination. It's not making the one billion dollars or one million naira. It is how you lived through that. That is what forms you. It's easier to make wealth than keep it. I know that by experience. You know, when I was saying, ah, when I make my first one million, don't worry. It's easier to make it than keep it. And that is a capacity you have to build. All right. So let me go back to what I'm saying. All right. So it's, it's, it's really about the destination. So when you have a vision that is not 
um, stringed around things that are eternal. By eternal, I mean that things that are um, outlive you as a person. You should leave yourself. You 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 make it um, almost hard for you to really really live and truly touch the world. I will explain. Now look at this. Why is it that many of our footballers don't go into glory? What I mean is that after they've played football for a while, they just end. Why? It's because their vision, the vision of themselves, or the vision they had for their career path, was not tied to anything of um, eternal worth. It wasn't tied to a legacy. They tied it to making money. And you know, people don't get it. And, and I'm seeing that trend a lot now. People don't get it. Money cannot be the end. You say, ah, forget all these long talks. It's just to make money. Ah, how, how, how? How would I explain this? That money can buy a bed, but money can buy sleep. Money can build a hospital, but money cannot buy health. Money can help you get workers, but money will not build a family. And these things are core human entities that enable us to survive around ourselves. But we so fixate on money that we think that money is the end point. Money is not. Money was designed as a tool, a medium to get what you really want. So the question really is, what do you really want? Because money, if you're in a desert and you have $3 billion and there's no place to spend it, you are good as dead. The lion in the jungle, if he's wield 10 billion naira, now is useless for him because he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't even want the money or he doesn't want what the money can give. In fact, there's no place he can purchase anything that will satisfy him in the market. He doesn't have the intelligence to even use it. So money is not the end. Money is a means to get what you want. But then people now design the vision of their whole life to money. Well, do not tie your vision around mundanities. Don't, don't tie your vision around ordinariness. Tie your vision to something that would surpass you, outlive you. You know, many people who think that in this life they are on their own are just, you know, funny at best. There's something called collateral damage or collateral beauty. What that simply means is that when one thing is affected, it affects everyone. And when one thing is beautified, it beautifies everything. In this world we live in, we are so connected. We are so connected. Really, to get to the present of this country, it's not really hard. You just have to know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. The truth is that you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. It's just that you don't know that that person has connections to the president. If we are all knowing you, we see how stringed together we all are. We are so deeply connected. People say, eh, in this life, I'm on my own. Nobody, you know, everybody for the same, every man for themselves. Oga, as you are shouting that thing, the keke man who is driving you from your house to wherever you are going to, you don't know him. But you are depending on him to have enough sense not to crash you into a trailer. The person who is selling food for you on the roadside, you don't know her. But you are praying to God that she will not one day just get angry and sneeze typhoid into your food. The person who is flying you from Lagos, of course, you want to go and party with your friend on Valentine's. All right? <laughs> so you're, you're going to fly from Enugu or maybe away and you're going to Lagos. The person, the pilot who is flying, you never knew him from Adam. You never knew him from your mother's house. He's not your village person. And so you all, you're just praying to God that the guy is not high on weed. So that he doesn't crash you into a mountain somewhere in a good state. These points prove that we are all connected to everyone around us. 
if the reason why a building is going to collapse in Lagos and kill children, school children, is because an engineer was lax, an engineer was complacent, an engineer did not do his job well. The reason why children turn out depressed in homes is because parents did not learn how to be parents. Many people think that parenthood starts when you have a child. No, parenthood starts from the realization that you're going to have a kid. You begin to prepare. People think they just jump into parenthood. No, that's why there's a lot of chaos. That's why the parents don't even understand their kids. You prepare for things in this world. World. you don't just jump into things and a lot of our parents think parenthood is just giving birth to a child and that is why they have chaos chickens do that cows do that they give birth to pups and, and chicks and all that but what makes you a human being is your ability to care and that my brother and sister you have to prepare for because even living with your friend gives you a headache <laughs> we'll talk more of a kid so tie your vision to legacies it has to be beyond you your life is too big to just be lived for yourself alone Imagine building a mansion of about 300 rooms and you're the only one in that building. You've not known what loneliness is. Most people think they can survive. Oh yeah, 300 rooms. <laughs> you've not known when something's lurking in the other room. Alright? Your life is like that. A big mansion with many gifts and many talents. And you think it's only for you, you're mistaken. There are many people who are connected to you. There are people who will not be able to do things because you've not done it. Today, a lot of black girls in America have a hope. The hope is that one day they can be president vice or president of the, of the United States of America because she's the first female vice president. She has given them hope. Somebody who is not a native American, Indian and black, has the capacity to become vice president of America. That is a dream come true for many girls. You, that, that woman today has become the beamer, the light, the lighthouse that directs all lost sheep around. All right. So if you don't stand up to do many things, there are many people who will live their life thinking they never had the capacity to do it. So your life really is beyond you. All right. So once you are able to capture a vision of yourself, somebody might ask, "I don't have a vision for myself." That's not hard. Okay. One, just move around and. <laughs> And, and I'm telling you, it's not really hard. Find a need. That's all. That really is all. Everybody who said they had a vision, all these things, they just found a need. Find a human need that speaks to you deeply, and that becomes your vision. Create a vision around it. See yourself begin to solve those needs. All right? The next question you now ask is, what are the tools I need to solve that need? And that's, that's where we now begin to develop ourselves. Because once we just outline, okay, this is need I want to solve, what do I need to you begin to outline those tools. You now ask yourself, do I have it or do I need to get it? Those tools, do they include skills and gadgets? What do I need? That you begin to build yourself towards it. That's milestones. All right? So, this is my vision. I want to be able to help a lot of young Nigerians in, in the East, especially to um, galvanize them together and get them up thinking. Make them to begin to think in a certain frequency. So what do I need? First, I have to think in a certain frequency. Number two, I need to be able to have people skill. I need to be able to communicate. I need to be able to be in tune with trends and, and, and you know, things that happen in society. Number three, I, I need to be able to be approachable. I need to learn people skill. And it's in psychology. So you see, I'm outlining the tools I need to achieve my vision. When I'm done outlining those tools, I will now begin to find where to learn it. And that's why many young people who go into university without doing these things come out confused because they don't even know what they're even going to do with their lives at first. They just enter school. My mom said I should be a lawyer. My mom said I should be a banker. My mom said I should be a doctor. Yeah. These things don't, I mean, banker, lawyer, all these things were needs. How did we have banking? Somebody saw that people were finding it difficult to save their money and they were just spending it. And I said, you know what? 
let me help you save he didn't just only find out that people needed to save he also found out that people needed money to do business but he didn't have it he didn't have access to money and he knew all right if people don't have money to do business the economy will not grow so what do i do let me link savers with spenders so some other people think they are saving their money with me all right and then these other people think that they are loaning money that i have but i don't really have i'm just the middleman banking was created how do we have doctors people were falling sick doctors came how do we have engineers people needed to live in houses built engineers came you will see that every course you are going to study in university was produced giving birth to by need by need all right so the, the question really is what real human need do you want to solve all right so let, let, let me quickly describe how to find passion how many of you are passionate for vexillology I know you probably some of you are hearing for the first time vexillology or a vexillologist is a person who studies flags how many of you are passionate for that so I say, ah, how can i just study flag like that ah, what am i going to use flag to do ah. <laughs> now if somebody sits down and plots you the economic trajectory of somebody who studies flags you begin to passionate about it most of the things that you're doing today that you're passionate about were taught you by someone someone taught you someone created that passion that you're experiencing so passion is born out of experience Shikina. if you have not experienced it you cannot have passion for it so you can get passionate for anything but here is the problem most of our young people are passionate for things that do not solve problems and that's it that's the issue we're talking about real economic problems because the truth is that you have to pay your bills you have to pay your rent and all that so easily you can just get that vision of yours turn it into a passion and then look at the economic profitability of it now let me say this you might not necessarily make money out of your vision your vision is just a, it's, a, it's, it's a path you've chosen to really impact on society you might not make money from that and that's the truth there are some visions that you cannot monetize it will make you look like a fraudster but there are some that you can. So let me handle the two. If you have a vision you can monetize, that's fine. We'll come to you. But if you don't have a vision you can monetize, here's what to do. Get a side hustle. Get a side hustle and build that side hustle while you build for your vision. Most people think that they need to work, stop their vision, work, then make money. No, I think you can do the two at the same time. But you can just reduce the frequency of one. You might, for instance, if you really want to help people in your society, you can begin to take up small petty projects in your society and execute them while you're working to make money. All right. You say, I'm not passionate for my job. You can be. You can be. If you just outline or look at the economic viability of it, begin to create experiences for yourself and go on. Most of you who hate law, you go and watch suits and then you want to be a lawyer. Some of you hate medicine, you work Grey's Anatomy and then you fall in love with medicine all over again. <laughs> all right. So you can create those experiences that keeps your passion aflame. And, and that just handles those of you who really are thinking of what you want to, you know, be passionate about. All right. So once something begins to give you economic value once something begins to make money for you passion comes from it really right so you just become passionate about it you just put all your energy into it so find something that is of economic value translate that and begin to make money right but then make sure that whatever you are finding whatever you are finding to make money from does not in any way negate your vision 
remember that when you find the vision you now ask yourself what tools do i need to achieve the vision those things are milestones those tools so you say okay fine i've learned psychology that's a milestone i've learned how to brush my teeth that's a milestone all right if brushing your teeth is important for your vision i've learned how to smile properly that's a milestone so once you begin to achieve all those milestones you're you're on your way but while doing that you need to pay your bills so really make money to solve your needs first then you can make money to fund your dreams all right make money to solve your needs you need to buy pampas you need to buy singlet and boxers you need to pay house rent the truth is that if you're really really in love with your vision money will always come out from the one you're making to sponsor your vision okay because you do not want to go into the street without a job okay without something that feeds you and that's for people who their visions you cannot monetize for those of you who your vision can mon- you can monetize your vision for instance you want to be a writer public speaker whatever you can begin to brand those products that you have and begin to sell them right but before then build yourself when you're done building yourself you build your audience because you need people to buy your product so there's somebody that asked the question 30 million dollars or 30 million loyal friends and the person picked 30 million loyal friends he said this he said if i have 30 million loyal friends i can ask them each to give me one dollar or a hundred dollars and i'll have 30 million dollars he says if i have 30 million loyal friends he says i can start a business with the 30 million dollars they gave me and make them buy my chocolate one dollar and all of them buys my chocolate for one dollar every day so i get a certain amount of money every day for my 30 million loyal friends it shows that real asset really isn't money is people so the more people you have the better for your product or your business so you want to build your audience you want to build your reach and then you can easily monetize that so now now that you have a vision now you've broken your vision into milestones or another word for it is goals okay you now begin to ask yourself, what should I do first? So let us use, um, I don't know, um, let's use Alex, for example. He wants to be a public speaker. So the first thing you want to do is you want to learn what is public speaking and who needs public speaking, right? Yeah, yeah, that's important, right? Ha, so you find out what it is and you know who needs it. That's at the back of your mind. Number sec- the second question you ask is, is there any training available for people who to learn um, how to speak publicly? Is there any training of that sort? When you find that out, <clears throat> you can register for the training and you will now see the courses because th- those trainings help you. They already outline courses and you see the courses that you will need to learn. So you break them down into small courses. All right, I need to know how to speak good grammar. Because a lot of people say English is not my mother tongue. Let me tell you something. English is the language of business globally. If you can't speak it, you'll be short-circuiting yourself. Even people who want to do business globally have to go and get translators to translate for them. All right, except you're doing business in China. Then you have to get <laughs> someone to translate in Chinese. <laughs> All right. Your mother tongue is not a recognized global business language. You can speak it in your kitchen, but it will be very difficult if you want to use it on a global stage or global platform. So you want to learn how to speak good grammar because you don't want to confuse your audience. You don't want to say, I ate, um, or how that thing go again? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I made breads, right? And I, and I ate the bread. You know, literally in, in my mind, what you are saying is that you, you made bread. That is, you went to the kitchen and baked bread. But what you want to say is you made braids. That is the hair, the hair, that hair, braids. Aha. And then instead of saying bread, you say braid. Instead of saying braid, you say bread. You confuse your audience. All right? They don't know what you're talking about. You say, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. Let me not, let me not do that. 
<laughs> so you learn to speak effectively. I'm not saying have an accent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying pronounce your words so well that your audience can know what you are saying. Okay? Instead of you say eh, A-I-R, you now say he. And instead of you say he, H-A-I-R, you now say eh. You will confuse your audience. Alright. So as you're doing that, you now want to attach time to your milestone. Because of course, if you don't have a target or a deadline, you might just be wishfully thinking. So you want to put time so I can get things done in good time. But then there's, 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 there's another side to this. Now, most of the time, life doesn't give you what you want at the time you need it. So what do you have to do? You'll be flexible with your time. And I think this is where a lot of people now get it wrong. They think that if you don't achieve the things they put for themselves in the time they recorded for themselves, their life has ended. That's not true. Life and the variables of life you cannot control sometimes all right so when you see that you did not achieve at the time that you wanted to achieve you ask yourself the very genuine questions why didn't i achieve it what happened well you can determine what happened that's called root cause analysis you can now apply a pattern of thinking called critical thinking to solve problems okay so you ask yourself what happened you find the problems that happened and then you now apply solutions so that you don't repeat it again okay so attach time to your dreams but be flexible with that be flexible with it okay i had some things i wrote down in my book in 2017 i wanted to achieve i checked my book again i've achieved most of it but i didn't achieve it at the time i put there i did not but i've achieved it and those are milestones all right and the last point the fifth point is you need to be able to as you attach time to your dreams and your goals and your visions, as you begin to chunk them into milestones, you need to be able to track progress. Where was I before? Where am I now? Important questions. I'll tell you what these things do. You see, a person who really is hopeless hasn't seen many things about himself. The reason why anybody will want to be, you know, will want to give up is because they feel that they've come to the end of the road. But you see, they always forget that they have been at the end of the road many times and they found a new road. <laughs> Sometimes they just turn back to where they were coming from. It's as simple as it is. All right? you, you don't know how many times you have overcome obstacles that looked like the world was going to end. It looked like your life was going to end, but you overcame them. The reason why you forget those things is simply because you are not taking records of your achievements. And that can affect your mind negatively. You need to be able to take records of your own achievements as you cross those milestones, document them. Today, I learned how to speak Chinese. Huh? So before I didn't know how to say Shishonwa, now I'm saying Shishonwa. Chaykwana. <laughs> and all the other you know, words and, and characters that Chinese people have. So you, you want to be able to document that. The more achievements you can document, the more you boost your own personal self personal confidence or self-confidence. All right. If you could kill a fly, you can kill this. Now, that's what David did. David, what gave David confidence to overcome Goliath was not because he had killed a giant before. It was simply because he had attacked a lion and a bear. He said that. He said, if I could take down a bear and a lion, I can take down Goliath. So you see, those small victories translated to the bigger one. So you want to be able to track your progress. You want to be able to track your progress. It informs you and shows you your strength so that you don't begin to bro, you know, boast and brag about where you're not. So people just boast and brag about things they cannot do. And that's simply because they've not monitored and looked at their own strengths and their achievements. Your achievements greatly exposes to you your strengths. 
In fact, your decisions entirely greatly exposes to you who you are, how you react in a situation, what you do in a situation greatly reveals to you the strengths you have and the areas you need to build capacity in. I wrote something in time past and I called it um, the zero theory. In the zero theory, I proposed that zero was valuable. And of course, in mathematics, we know that. But, you know, in school, when they give you zero, it meant that you were invaluable or, or you know, valueless. That's not the word. Invaluable means that you, your value cannot be counted. It meant that you were valueless. And, and that's not true. Right? Zero is a whole, in my theory. And it simply suggests that there are many things you can put into that hole. It means that there's a chance and an opportunity for you to get better. All right, because zero is valuable when you take zero out of 10, it becomes one. When you add zero to 10 or uh, to one, it becomes 10. You add 10, it becomes 100. You add to 100, it becomes you know 1000, and like that, like that, like that, like that. Means zero has value. All right, so when you see a zero, it's just saying that hey, there's value that can be here. All right, there's something you can stuff into this empty space and fill it up until this person becomes you know as valuable as they want to be. All right. So, be, be, you know, know when to be flexible and adjust. Okay, don't beat yourself over failure. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're in a learning process. Failure just simply means that you're trying. You see, if you ever try something for the first time and you hope not to fail, you are proud. Yes, you're a very proud person. <laughs> because there's no one that really tries anything for the first time and gets it. We all stagger in our learning process. We have to be able to facilitate private failure, all right, to spur public success. Okay? So fail as much as you have to. School is not the end of the world. Fail as much as you can. But make sure that while you are failing, you are learning. Because that's the essence of failure. The essence, the reason why failure exists in this world is so that you can grow. So you can learn, okay, you know, I need to learn this. I need to do this. I need to adjust here. And then that shows you areas you need to grow. If you knew it all, you'd be God, but you're not. And that means that you will fail. Okay, I'm not saying that you can't fail. You will. So prepare yourself. All right, when I do something, I'm going to make mistakes. Now, failure has degrees. Okay? So there's a degree of failure, you fail, like, hey, Jesus, my life is ended. You fail, and be like, ah, I just feel this thing. All right, whatever, fail. Okay, fail and prepare for that failure in the future. Because see, when you fail privately, what you're doing is you're seeing areas that you would have failed in public. You're just seeing areas, ah, I would have failed this thing in public, but thank God I saw it privately. You see, that prepares you. You're prepared already. So if anything like that comes in public, you can handle it. Because you're already prepared for that failure in private. So prepare. Alright? Why you're preparing? Fail. Why you're failing? Prepare. Why you're preparing? Fail. Build. Make mistakes. Build. Make mistakes. Build. Scatter. Build. 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 Scatter. It will succeed one day. Just keep on building. Just keep on building. Just keep on building. Alright? Finally, um, I'll put that in another voice. Finally, flexibility. Flexibility is you cutting yourself some slack is you saying to yourself hey hey i'm human and yeah yeah you know things don't always work out as i plan be flexible okay learn the art of planning learn the art of planning plans can be useless but planning is inevitable the art of always sitting down going back to your drawing board to re-strategize so if you try one way to your vision doesn't work try another way to your vision try another way to your vision until you get it that's just it so be flexible don't be too rigid. In fact, you cut yourself some slack. Forgive yourself. Have mercy. Hey, have 
you know some of you parents don't have mercy and God is shouting, you first forgive yourself. <laughs> All right? Have mercy on yourself. You see, God doesn't see you the way you think you see yourself. God doesn't see you as messed up and as terrible. God really doesn't. If you read Job, Job chapter 1, God maintained what he was saying about Job. But if you read the book of Job, you see Job wasn't there thing God was saying. All right? Job, God said Job is true evil, was a good man. <laughs> but Job wasn't that. Job himself said so. Okay? So, there's a way God sees you. God really does see you as his child. Perfect, in fact. And that's why the heavens and earth will pass away and a new one will come, but you will remain in his kingdom forever. It means God values you. So, be flexible, okay? Cut yourself some slack. The most, imped- most important person in the universe doesn't see you as a failure. He doesn't see you as a waste. And that's why he, you know, gave value for you. And if you look at the value he gave, it didn't just give any ordinary thing. Deity had to compress itself for a sake, all right? So I'm just saying be flexible, all right? Cut yourself some slack. Mistakes happen, okay? Now, I said, like I said earlier, you might not know the questions life throw at you, but you know how to answer it. So at every point when it looks like you're in the lowest, at every point when it looks like, you know, things are going south, the preparations, the things that you've learned in time past, the things you've built, will become the soccer, become the bulwark by which you rest on and thrive. All right. I'm so happy that I was here. I'm glad that I spoke to you guys. I'll be waiting for your questions. Thank you very much.